This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Deuteronomy chapter number 34, verse number 10 through 12. Deuteronomy 34, 10 through 12. Amen. Says this, verse number 10, and there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. How many want to know Jesus face to face? What kind of church would this be if we had a group of people that could see Jesus and the power of his might face to face? You talk about an experience that you could not contain. You talk about a moment that you would have to share. Okay, so there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses whom the Lord knew face to face and all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. We notice here that Moses had a lot of experiences with God. It's not an experience with God is not a one-time deal. I said it's not a one-time experience. I'm going to say it again. It's not if you receive the Holy Ghost or you've been healed, you've had an experience with God, but that's not enough. I said that's not enough. You need a fresh experience with God. In other words, you need to grow in the knowledge of God and receive more revelation of who He is. Says, though the prophet knew none since Israel unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, and all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent to him, sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his servants and all his land. Verse number 12, and in all that mighty hand and all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of Israel. There's a nice progression. He had an experience, wonderful things, not just one, but multitude. But then in verse number 12, and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of Israel, your experience should show something. (laughs) I said your experience with God should show something. It should show something to somebody. If people walk by you and don't know you live for the Lord, you need to have an experience with God. So your life can show forth the praises of who you are worshiping. I want to preach to you today just for a little while on experience Jesus. Experience Jesus. Let's raise our hands and begin to pray right now. Jesus, mighty God. Come on, let your experience show forth right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I have a simple answer to your problem. Jesus. I said I have a simple answer to your problem. It's Jesus. Some of us look at Jesus like you got a round hole and Jesus is square. 
and it doesn't fit. But let me tell you, Jesus fits every problem. That's about as deep as I'm going to get today. I said Jesus is the answer to your problem. You have a need in your body, Jesus is your answer. We've talked about it before already today. You need a job, Jesus is your answer. I said, you need a way that seems to be, there's no route that you see in your life. Let me tell you who Jesus is. He is a way maker. No matter what your need is, it may not look like anything can solve your problem, but insert Jesus and he can solve any problem does not matter how big the puzzle looks. It doesn't matter if it's a 5,000, 10,000 piece puzzle. My God is the answer to all your problems and the puzzling things in your life. Jesus is the answer. Now, some of us don't have an experience with God and you don't know how this would fit in your life. Many of us have a, 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 what we call a, a knowledge of God but you haven't experienced God in the way that you should experience him. We have things that we can celebrate, and you are thankful for what God has given to you, thankful for what God has done in your life, but there are some things that you have not allowed God to touch, and there is an experience that is waiting for you. There is a life-altering experience that God wants to give to you. God wants to bestow upon you if you would allow him to. I find it, and I was praying this week. I was driving down the road, and, and there was somebody that I've known for many years, and I have taught off and on Bible studies too, and I began to think about this person, and I began to pray. And God began to quicken in, in my heart, and they said, God began to say this. There were some people say they repent, but they think they repent of all their sins, but there are certain things they justify that I can't touch. They will come to an altar to pray and they'll seek the face of God and they'll ask God to forgive them but there are certain things in their life they justify so they don't, want, they don't think they need to ask God for forgiveness for therefore God can't touch it and give them an experience of a lifetime. And they walk out of here just as bound as they came in. It's because they have unforgiven and untouched sin by God. God cannot wash away sin that you hold on to. God will not, uh, cannot forgive something you're not willing to ask God for forgiveness for. And many of us are deceived that we have done these things in a sight of our own ideas and our own understanding. And I am right. And it does not matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people do. I don't have to ask for forgiveness because I know I am right. Well, then you need to ask God forgiveness for pride, for selfish desires. That's God to say not my will but your will be done it is the unrepentant sin that we do not allow God to work in there are many of us that want to be delivered but you don't want God to touch it because on the other side of that deliverance you're unsure of what it looks like but let me tell you when you touch Jesus I said when you touch Jesus 
and then he not only not you only you're touching him but he's touching you there's something that's about to happen and what an experience it is when you see Jesus face to face and when you see and understand his power and his glory in that moment today's world and its climate things its climate is everything about changing more and more than ever before people are moving from buying things, but rather are looking for an experience like have never seen before or been a part of. This social media world is about sharing each other's experiences on these platforms. Look what I just had to eat. Look where I just went. I want to remember this moment. I want to remember this experience so we'll capture some things. Yesterday when we were uh, with uh, uh, the Bible quizzing team, we took pictures because I want to capture those experiences. When we coming back from the Bible quizzing tournament and we baptized Terry yesterday in Jesus' name, I wanted to capture those pictures and remember that experience. There's nothing wrong with capturing experiences. But in this social media world, it's about sharing those lives, sharing what you think is important for others to know. Many of us scroll right past certain posts because it's not important to you, not important to me. Then other people will get upset that nobody will read or or to, to, to take in what they posted because it's important to me and it should be important to everybody else. Social media posts and conversations we have today are based on what you have seen, what you have touched, what you have heard, what you have smelled or even tasted. Our lives show what you have experienced. The scar tells a story. A bruise has an experience attached to it. A dent in your car tells a story. Some of us had quite an experience coming to the house of the Lord today. Some of us in here have had near-death experiences and lived through them. I thank the Lord that you come through those experiences. Experiences have formed our lives. And there are many experiences. But in Deuteronomy chapter number 34, we read about a man named Moses who had an experience, a a life-altering experience. The Bible says there was none, no prophet since in Israel like unto Moses. Why? Because he saw the Lord face to face. You may not be able to Instagram that kind of experience, but what you can do is show forth the praises of God and what he has done in your life. It's interesting that we look in this world, and it is a self-gratifying world. It is very self-gratifying. It is a life that is led by so many experiences. There are many experiences that people will try to do to have an experience of a lifetime. Many will put on a bucket list. One of the things that you can do is live a nomadic life for two weeks. Living a nomadic life in a rural Mongolia for a week can be a challenge. But hiking, and you will get to see where Genghis Khan lived. 
You go to the nomads' gur. You will ride horses while learning archery and, and a garment-making skills. You, you will have an opportunity to get up early to help your hosts with chores like milking the cows and making your own dairy products for breakfast. Try the wild Mongolia trip hike in the peak of a volcano. Visit a lake. Explore palaces. Watch uh, cultural performances. Relax in hot springs. What an experience you could have. You can try waterfall skiing or waterfall uh, kayaking. This picture shows a picture of Tyler Brandt completing the world record waterfall of 189 feet. He went down on a kayak. You talk about an experience. You can visit the seven wonders of the world. You can go to a place called the Great Wall of China. You can bungee jump in South Africa. You can jump from Africa's highest bridge and seize the moment of seeing all the majesty and the tranquility of the Blue Cairns River Valley. You'll just have to throw yourself from about 655 feet. That bridge is on the border of the eastern and western cape of South Africa. If you want to swing and have the big rush experience, you can put a swing on and they will swing you through that canyon. You can scuba dive in Belize. Now this looks fun. But the blue hole, this scuba diving is a thrilling experience anywhere. But the blue hole in Belize is one of the most stunning scuba, scuba diving locations when seen from above. It's beautiful underwater as well as clear waters. Rich sea life. Lots of sunshine. It's also one of the most dangerous places to go because at more than 400 feet down to the earth, some divers even try to go deeper. But it gets very tough after 120 feet. With more than 400 islands, white, sandy beaches. I'm gonna, everybody's gonna be, I'm gonna be losing your minds here in just a moment. The longest unbroken barrier reef in the Western Hemisphere of 185 miles of coastline, according to this website. Belize is a world class scuba diving destination. If you were a scuba diver, what an experience you would have in this wonderful place. You can go mountain biking down Death Road. Bolivia's old Rungus Road is zigzagging. 40 mile long stretch that links the high Aden capital of La Pazaz in, I don't know where it's at. I can't pronounce that country's name. In the Amazon Basin. You can tour the Arctic. You can go to Iceland, which I would love to do. And Greenland and Norway. And witness the phenomenon of the northern lights. One of the best places you could go to see these northern lights is nowhere where you can see the natural phenomenon for more than 250 nights a year. Go on a, a, a chasing event with a snowmobile or a bus tour. Greenland can take you to see the northern lights. Cruise the fields, cruise the ice sculptures, and you'll find this beauty. You can visit Masara, Kenya. Known as one of the best places, country parks in Kenya offers a wide range of safaris, uh, hot air balloon rides, national park in Tanzania, uh, places you can see wildebeest, uh, you can see all kinds of wildlife, you can see zebras and, and giraffes and lions and, and leopards, which is incredible experience to see. You can go to volcano boarding in Nicaragua. You can go volcano boarding, everybody say volcano boarding. 
You can take a snowboard, but you can put it and apply it to a volcano. And you can go down a volcano on a snowboard. What an experience to have. You can ice climb the Wolverine. One of the most dangerous events or things, experiences you could ever do is walk rock climb on a waterfall. You can climb one of the world's seven summits. You can go to an extreme safari and see 1,000 gorillas in a world, world tour. Cuba has a lot to offer. It's places of one of the most world's dangerous places to go camping. You can go camping in this place. You can actually get to a place where you can get on a jet pack, and they will take you on this jet pack, and then you can go elevated from there. There are a world difference of, of, of experiences that you can have in this life. And all these things are beautiful. And all these things will bring fun. I saw one thing where now you can get in an experience where you can get on heavy uh, equipment and you can pay a certain fee. And you can go out in this field and for a certain fee you can go out there and dig holes with a backhoe. You can go out there and, and, and get on a, uh, some kind of a, I don't know what the thing's called, a, a thing that pushes dirt. And you can get out there and just have fun. It's an experience. All these experiences are like, and no doubt if you did that, you would Instagram it. You would post pictures. You would show everybody what you were a part of. Show everybody about your experiences. But all these things God has provided us, yes, to enjoy. Yes, to look at. But there is something greater. I said there is something greater that God has for us. I can see all these wonderful experiences. I can go down the waterfalls. I can climb these mountains. At least I can look at them. I don't think I can climb them. But I can do all these things and see that blue water. But oh, those things are wonderful. But the thing that I desire most is an experience with the master. An experience with a master. Experience with a deliverer. Experience Experience with a healer. Experience with a, a savior. Hmm. There is nothing like having an experience with Jesus Christ. I said there's nothing like an experience uh, with Jesus Christ. I said there is nothing. Can I get a witness today? There is nothing like an experience. You can ignore me all you want right now, but there is something in my spirit that says you need to experience Jesus. Come on, somebody. I want somebody to stand to your feet, clap in your hands, and give God some praise for what he has touched you, what he has delivered you from, for where he has taken you. Come on, let's give God some praise right now. He is a deliverer. He is a healer. My God. He is powerful. I want to touch Jesus. I want to see him for who he is. And I don't want to wait till I get to heaven. I want to touch him right now. You may be seated. I want to be a Moses that not only saw Jesus and had a touch from him, but I want everybody to know about it. I said I want everybody to know about it because one thing happens when you touch Jesus and you come into an experience with God. You're going to walk out of here different because you're going to have a testimony. You're going to have something. You ain't going to have time to put it on Instagram because you're involved in the presence of God.
We're going to seek an experience of God today. I feel the spirit of distraction coming up on some of you right now because some of us don't want an experience with God because that's going to include crying. That's going to come humbling yourself before God, doing all this and, and making a fool of yourself. Who cares what you look like? Who cares if I cry? Who cares if I shout? Who cares if I run here? I just want an experience with God. We can act a fool in this world and we can take pictures of all the things that this world has to offer, but I want to take a picture with Jesus today and I want to have a moment with him. There was a thief on the cross that had an experience with God. There was a thief on the cross. He was just a few feet away. Jesus was about to die. On that Christ, we do not know much about the thief on the cross other than he was a criminal and he was crucified next to Jesus. But he had an experience with God. I said he had an experience with God. You may be in this place, maybe in a you may be a criminal, and you may be ready to die. But let me tell you, there is an experience that's waiting for you, and it's just a few feet away. It's just a few words away, and say, Jesus, I, I want to be with you. Uh, let me tell you how to get an experience with God. Uh, you just got to humble yourself before the Lord and say, Lord, not my experience, but your experience. That's what I want. Some of us need to deny ourselves, pick up the cross of Calvary, and follow him. You want an experience? Walk with Jesus. Talk with Jesus. It's an old song, just a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear your faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer will turn in, know that the fire is burning. Because just a little talk with Jesus will make it all right. Let me tell you, all you got to do is open up your mouth and say, Jesus, I need an experience with you. I'm going through some heartache. I'm going through some pain. I'm going through some sorrow. I'm going through some time of questions. But I just need you, Jesus. Because when you have... Again, we think Jesus is the square to our round hole and it won't fit. But let me tell you, he is the answer to all things. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Better is one day in his courts than thousands ever elsewhere. Why does that song ring so true? Because when you step in the courts of the master and you step in the throne room of Jesus, whatever your need is, he has the power, the provision, and the ability to step in and be your provider. Mm. Uh -huh. The thief on the cross is a powerful story. The first criminal mentioned mocked Christ. Save yourself and us. The other criminal of whom we are writing and talking about here today defended Jesus in a humble manner. Acknowledging the justice of God and the innocence of Christ. His response to the mocker was, do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, 
and we indeed justly. And we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. I'm here to tell you today, we are all under the same condemnation, if you will. We all have a certain judgment. But Jesus can step in and release me of my certain judgment. Jesus can step in and wash my sins away. Jesus can step into my family and put things back together. Jesus can step in when there's sickness and sorrow and bring joy and healing. We're all under the same sentence of certain death without an experience with God. But I'm thankful that I'm not going to ridicule this message. I am not going to sit back and say those are just words on a page that don't apply to me. I will never understand everything. You know what? You'll, yeah, you're right. You will never understand everything in the Word of God. Neither will I. But guess what? It will all make sense one day when I walk into the streets of gold and I walk through a gate of made of one pearl. I'm here to tell you today, I can't wait to see Jesus face to face, but I want to experience him now. I said I want to experience him now. We look at Moses and his experiences with God. He climbed out Mount Sinai eight times. He grabbed the Ten Commandments and brought them down, and people refused them. He got upset and had to go back up to the Mount Sinai again. He had to have another experience with God. You see what an experience with God does? I wish I had a Bible quiz where y'all could quote this. I'll be afraid I'll mess it up, but 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 16. What Moses got was a revelation. What Moses Moses got was an understanding. What Moses got was something greater than anything, uh, anything that this world had got the offer. He went down upon that mountain, went down to the valley, and he saw those children of Israel acting the fools, acting like they had lost their minds. And that's exactly what people in this world will do. They will do things and they will look like they have lost their everlasting mind. And I used to be one of them. I loved the experience of a basketball game. There was nothing like screaming at my friend Aaron, and he couldn't hear me when we were six inches apart. There was nothing like watching the Pacers go for the win. There was nothing like those experiences. I can't brag on the Hoosiers. They stink right now. So I'm not going to give them any, any credit here today. Lost six in a row, a bunch of heathens. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. But I have an experience. People are thrill seekers. They're looking for to get on the next ride. I saw something this week that Kings Island had cleared another field for a brand new roller coaster. Another year and a half. And they're going to have this incredible roller coaster. They took the son of the beast down. And, they, they're, and, and, the, and they're going to put a, a new roller coaster in. And they're trying to, it's going to be the tallest roller coaster in North America. And it's going to go over 100 miles an hour down one hill. I don't know about you, but I think I would. I would do something with my lunch if I went down that hill. One time with that experience, and I probably wouldn't want to do it again. I was on a roller coaster with my daughter at Holiday World, and we got on this thing called the Thunderbird. Thunderbird looks fun, it looks nice, it's all wonderful. It's all cozy and fun when you get it snapped in. But I had a realization, this is a side note, but I was on the bigger side of riding that ride. 
and the lady began to put that thing down and, and I was embarrassed because I was the only one that's not snapped in and she said sir we're going to have to help you here a little bit she said suck it in and I sucked it in and she's pushing and she's pushing and she's pushing and finally she kind of gets a, a run and start and she pushes so hard we headbutt each other that's my experience riding a roller coaster but it clicked my legs got numb my arms got numb my face was turning purple and blue but by George I was going to go on this roller coaster I looked like a busted can of biscuits right there on that roller coaster my daughter looked at me she said dad you're okay I said I'm glad this is only 90 seconds on that Thunderbird we were all excited, hadn't ridden a roller coaster in so many years. And, and the cool thing about it, and they say, are you ready? And, and it's, like a, it's like an airplane that takes off. And some of, how many of y'all rid the Thunderbird of Holiday World? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You start off at zero, and all of a sudden you're at 50 miles an hour in about three seconds. And you don't go up a hill, they just straight flat take off. And we took off out of there, and as soon as you accelerate, all of a sudden you're upside down. I don't know about you, but I don't know what happened to my lungs. I don't know what happened to my liver. I don't I don't know what happened to my heart, but it was moving around all over the place. What an experience. And I've got a funny story, and I have all these things to tell you about it, and we can have fun, we can laugh about it. And yeah, I got you to laugh about that experience, and that was four years ago. But guess what? I got something greater than a Thunderbird. I got something experienced, something greater than riding some man-made uh, mechanical device. I have an experience with Jesus Christ. Here's my problem. We will tell stories about a, a man-made mechanical machine more than we share stories about Jesus. Uh -huh. mm. I said we'll share more stories about what this earth can give us uh, rather than what Jesus can, uh, can give us. I'm here to tell you, you need a fresh experience uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, all you are is an amen and a hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus, for saving me away from getting a fresh experience with Jesus Christ. When Moses saw that red sea, up, red sea part. I don't know about you, but I would begin to do a little bit of a jig in that moment. I would begin to celebrate when I saw those walls of water. I don't know about you, but I would put my hands in there and begin to be mesmerized by the power of God. The ground would become hardened. There would be no mud. you see fish. You would see all these things. You're walking on dry ground. I don't know who you think Jesus is, but he can take water and make it a wall. He can take wet ground and make it dry. So don't tell me he's a square God in your round hole because whatever you need, Jesus can be your deliverer. Hmm. He can be your deliverer. It's a prophet by the name of Balaam, he had an incredible experience. He's best known as a donkey guy in the Bible. For in having his donkey speak to him. In Numbers 22, he was sent by Balak, king of Moab, to pronounce cursings upon Israel. God had other ideas. He told Balaam to pronounce blessings upon Israel and return to Balak. But as well as being known as the donkey guy, Balaam is known for Balaam's error. In case you didn't know, anytime your actions make your name a new phrase describing stupid action, that's a bad sign. I said, that's a bad sign. 
Nobody wants to be looked at as someone that has done things wrong. But oh, I'm here to tell you, if this world defines you of doing things wrong, and if you are looking with your family, and your family looks at you and say, you can't do anything right, but let me start you on a right path of doing the right thing. The right thing to do today is find an altar, find a place with Jesus, and that God will help correct the errors in your life. Balaam disobeyed the Lord by returning to King Balak. And the king who wanted to curse God's people, Balaam riding on his donkey, is confronted by the angel of the Lord. The irony in this story is that the donkey can see the angel of the Lord, but Balaam is unable to. And he's a prophet. You see what happened here? God needed to get a hold of Balaam. So that tells me no matter if you're a prophet or you're a sinner that needs to be saved, God wants to have an experience with you. You may be spiritually blind today. You may not think that this thing is for you. But I'm here to tell you today, all throughout my life, every answer, every direction, every ordered step comes from the Word of God. And every time God has ordered, every time God has brought me direction, there was a good outcome in the midst of that find that the angel of the Lord on the road stopped. The donkey is understandably startled to see the angel of the Lord on the road and stopped several times out of fear. Thinking his donkey had gone mad, Balaam started to beat his donkey until the donkey asked him a question. (laughs) That would be quite an experience. Come on, somebody. Trying to get the dog outside, kick that dog in the rear end to go outside, and that dog turn around, look at me. Why are you kicking me? I would be a little bit afraid of that dog in that moment. If animals begin to talk back to us, thinking his donkey had gone mad, Balaam started to beat his donkey until the donkey asked, What or why have you beat me these three times? And then Balaam's eyes were opened to the angel of the Lord and his sin. You see, when God gets your attention and attention, at times it's not to confirm that you're heading in the right direction or to confirm your calling or just to give you a miracle. He does these things to give you an experience you can learn from. Let me tell you something about miracles. God's touching your life. God doesn't give you miracles just to make you happy. God doesn't give you a miracle just to make it easy on you. Because it may be that you're going the wrong direction and God's trying to order your steps in the right direction. So he has to perform a miracle in your life to get your attention. So some of us are praying for a miracle, but praying for it incorrectly. Because you just want to bail out. And what God is trying to get your attention to point you in a direction towards him. We want the easy road sometimes. We want things to be uh, hard and, or not, not, not be difficult. And, and I understand that all the ups and downs. That I, nobody has it easy in this life. I, I don't have it easy in this life. Uh, none of us, we have this carnal flesh that we're fighting and, and warring against. But some of us, God is trying to get your attention. And he will create an opportunity to prove himself to you. To get you pointing in the right direction. Some miracles, signs, and wonders. We can celebrate those things. 
And I'm thankful for all those things. But the reason why God washes away our sins and the reason why repentance is important, not for my self-glory, that I may start walking in the right direction. Moses climbed that Mount Sinai eight times, received the Ten Commandments. This experience was done for instruction, for reproof, for direction. Noah preached, built, and floated around on an unproven vessel. You think about that. God began to speak to me about that last night. Noah built an ark that was unproven. How many of you will go to the dock and make sure that boat's afloating before you get on it? Any holes in this boat? Did somebody put the plug in? At the back of the boat, some of y'all fishermen, there's a plug in the back of the boat. If you don't put that plug in, you go out in that water, you're going to sink. That plug's there for a reason. That way when you come up out of that water, you can pull that plug and the water, any excess water that's in that boat for whatever reason, can drain out while you pull that boat up out of the water. But if you forget to put that plug back in when you go back out in the water, you will find yourself at the bottom of that lake. You see, Noah did something very powerful. He built an ark and he got into a vessel before the rain even fell. Before he got into that flood experience, he built an ark that was unproven. The only answer that Noah had is he had something that was proven, and that was the Word of God. I said he had something that was proven, and that was the Word of God. Some of you are having a lot of questions about what's going on in your life. And you don't know because this situation, I don't know what's going to happen. But all you need to know is Jesus is right by your side. And whatever you need, Jesus is proven. I said Jesus is proven. God says build an ark and it'll float. Guess what? Build an ark and it'll float. If God says go to that job and preach the gospel, that ark is going to float. Because this word will never fail. God gives you an opportunity. If God is pointing you into a different direction, if God is calling you to be his child and it's uncharted territory, know this one thing that my, his word is forever settled. His word is experienced. His word is proven. His word will never lie. His word will never fall prey to the enemy because his word is triumphant. His word is victorious in this life. Say, well, God's unproven in my, in, in my life. And guess what? That's when faith unlocks the door to that ark and you begin to walk in that place, uh, in that place of safety, that place of uh, uh, provision. I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to have that sign of God in your life to prove him. He is already proven. I said he is already proven. Just with one swoop of his hand, he made the heavens and the earth. I wish somebody would give me a testimony today. Has God proven himself to you? Come on, has God proven himself faithful to you? Some of you ex-drug addicts, people that were addicted to different things in this world, God has proven himself to you. You are to bear witness to someone has not experienced God in that manner. I'm thankful for the proven power of God. 
God has proven himself to me in my life. God has proven himself to this church. God has proven himself to those that are in this room. And I'm here to tell you today, if you are in this room and you have not tried the proven message of Jesus Christ, this altar is about to be swung wide open and you can find your way to an altar to have an experience with an authentic, powerful move of the Holy Ghost in your life. Let's pray right now. Let's close our eyes. Bow your head and let's pray. Before I move forward, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God's about to march into uncharted territories. He's going to walk into your life in an area that you have justified. And God's going to walk true in your life today. And you're going to leave here different. Come on, I want you to continue to pray. Say, God, I need you. Right now, Lord, I come against fear in this room right now, Jesus. There are some in this room, Lord, that have walked away from you. And they remember that experience with you that they had. That's why they're here. Because they remember that apostolic experience. They remember touching a powerful God. They remember when you washed away their sins. They remember when you set them free. But you found just, finally, Lord, they found themselves back into a place of bondage again. But, Lord, I'm thankful because your word is always faithful and true. You're still a deliverer. You're still a savior. You're still the mighty God in Christ. Second Timothy chapter number three, and I come to a close. Verse number 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. And I'm glad it's in righteousness. <laughs> Thankful that word's there. Because I don't want man's profitability. I don't want man's doctrine. I don't want man's reproof or man's correction. I want instruction that's in righteousness. In verse number 17, that the man of God may be perfect. And then I have these two words underlined in my Bible. Thruly furnished unto all good works. Let me just share with something right now. Thruly furnished. That tells me I can look at the Word of God, and whatever I need, He can thoroughly furnish it. He can complete it through His Word. His Word never fails. His Word will never stop. Whether you believe it or not, His Word is still there. His Word is always there. Let's stand to our feet right now.
my God. I'm preaching about an experience with Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.